Welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. Good morning. So it's Tuesday Live and I have a guest in the office. I'm very excited that you're joining us. Me too. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so when we do these guests on Tuesday morning, we've been doing it on Instagram, uh, two separate locations. So I made Gabe drive down from Boulder, so this is my fault. <laughs> it's all good. It really wasn't that bad of a drive. No? no okay. No. But you made a loop. I did. I went uh, on the other side of Hampton. Yes. There's a west and an east. There is. So, yeah. We yes. won't talk too much about that, but you've got to know whether you're going west or east. Yeah, it's like the north and south. If you try to go to my address on the north side, you end up downtown. <laughs> it's really not good. Yeah. Instead of DU. Good news is I caught it early, so it's Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. so Gabe Bodner is our reverse mortgage manager uh and we like to think of it more as retirement planning i mean he is our expert when it comes to all things reverse and i wanted to talk to you about that because last week we had this great tuesday live about all the creative ways that you can support your buyer getting under contract in an extreme seller's market to say the word extreme doesn't sound extreme enough i don't think in this case it's intense but so reverse mortgage plays into that. It's one of the tools you need to understand just enough of in order to direct somebody to a conversation with Gabe. And you're doing a two hour CE with DMAR this Thursday. We are. Right? Thursday from two to four. Two to DMAR four. DMAR over Zoom. That's right. So if you want uh, two more hours of CE and you want to really understand how to use the power of reverse mortgage lending uh, and solutions for purchase and refinance, then you need to take that two hour CE. But that's not what we're going to concentrate on here. What I wanted to concentrate on together is how do I use the reverse mortgage solution as a solution for buyers in an extreme seller's market? It's a niche and it's it's really an exciting one giving our aging population. So Gabe, why don't you kind of share some thoughts on that? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Nicole. So yeah, as you know, there's such tight inventory all across the entire front range and that creates a challenge for everybody in the market, right? Not just the sellers and the buyers, but realtors alike, right? Who we love and adore and who we work a lot with. And so one of the strategies that I believe is really important to kind of wrap your arms around and understand is the reverse mortgage and how it works. And we believe that utilizing it appropriately cannot just help buyers, but you can create more listing opportunities. And in our constrained inventory right now, what better way than to create more listings? Right. And that just will help everyone to create a healthier market. And uh, yeah, I'd love to dive into kind of what that means, but before I do, as a, a thank you for the reminder, but yeah. Thursday, from two to four with DMAR, it is gonna be a wonderful class. We will talk about both how to create listing opportunities and how to utilize the tool for aging in place because that's a huge, huge component of this piece of retirement is how do people age and age in place and age in an age-appropriate home at the end of the day. So um, you tell me when you wanna jump in and kick it off, but. yeah. 
Well, absolutely. So this is our, our time together today so that we can um, kind of really dive in and help those folks who want to learn more. And you had said, which maybe I should have started with as in like the first five seconds. This is an opportunity also to get more listings. So yes. why don't you take um, what time that is, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes, um, to kind of share with what does that look like sure. from a perspective? You're going to get two hours of really detailed content on Thursday should you choose to join us. But right now we have 20 minutes together. We have 30 minutes together if we wanted. Um, but so what does that look like as far as how can a real estate agent leave this time together, understanding enough to go, this might be an opportunity where I could re uh, release a home, an inventory for the market and help a buyer uh, successfully, I guess, mitigate kind of that over, you know, not having enough money for a retirement or having too much space, or maybe it's it's too, it's a buy level and it's not appropriate anymore. I mean, so let's kind of talk about a little bit of how the financing sure. works. Sounds good. Yeah. So before we jump into that, I think it's actually really important that we talk very high level kind of about our senior community and our aging economy. Yes. Because that's really the foundation. And quite candidly, that's where the perfect storm aligns in addition to our tight and constrained inventory. Yeah. But we have 10,000 people turning 62 years old a day in our country, right? Yeah. People are living longer than ever. Right. We do not have defined benefit plans like we used to. Inflation is going through the roof, which you talk a lot about right, right. now, right? So all of this plays into what we call a perfect storm as people are aging and the cost of living is going through the roof it's becoming harder and harder to afford this thing we call retirement. Right. And on top of all of that, when you look at the tremendous appreciation we have seen, not just locally in the front range, but across our entire country, it has created a 10 to $11 trillion market. And when I say that, that's 10 to $11 trillion of senior home equity mm -hmm. in our country. And when you look at home equity, home equity is an incredible lucrative asset, but it's illiquid right? and unusable in retirement. Right. So again, that's kind of painting the picture for what I want to dive into in regards to how powerful a retirement mortgage strategy can be. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, when you're 62 or 65 or 70 years old and you go to retire, who cares if you can get an interest rate of 3%, which is not possible anymore today, but <laughs> right. so many people have gotten themselves into yeah. a 3% 30-year fixed. But at 62 or 65, you're going to have a mortgage yeah. for the rest of your life, arguably. Mm -hmm. So the retirement mortgage, also known as a home equity conversion mortgage, is a strategy in which you do not need to make payments of principal and interest each month. Right. So it's huge cash flow for folks as they enter retirement, right? So again, that's kind of the foundation. And I think it's really important that our viewers and listeners understand what that is before we jump into the strategy itself. And I, I want to kind of pull back for a second because everybody's been talking about how extreme the stock market has been, right? I mean, yes. people have made a lot of money in the stock market. So does that fund the kind of retirement you need? Can I leave the house alone? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of conversation around that. So I want to just tap into that before you get into the strategy. Yeah, because please. I think when you talk about $11 trillion of equity in homes, not tappable, right? Because we talk about tappable equity and there's like mm -hmm. $9.4 trillion in tappable equity, but that assumes you qualify for it. 
Right. Right? So that assumes that I can actually get at it. So versus a stock market thinking, okay, well, I've saved them enough money so I can retire on that. But when I look at the stock market, if I bought all my stocks at the very bottom in March of 2020, and I held on to them and I sold them December 31st of 2021, so holding them a year and a half, that gain was 95.5% if I look at the Dow Jones index. 95.5%, that's double, that's really good. But what if it's 100,000? So it jumped to almost 200,000, mm -hmm. is that enough to retire on? Or if it's 300,000 and it jumps to 600,000, is that enough to retire on? When you think about lifespans increasing, that need is so much bigger and that small amount that you had invested to have that versus the equity and the larger value of the home and how it's grown and that ability to stop mortgage payments and affect the budget on a monthly basis, that puts it into perspective. It's not to say that you shouldn't talk to a financial planner because you should. You should be diversified. Absolutely. Right? And you work with a lot of financial planners. We do. Absolutely. So it's not a one or the other. It's a combination that creates the best solution. Yeah, I think that's a great point because when we look at, again, home equity as a, an illiquid asset, right, and somewhere between 10 to $11 trillion, when we just look at clients that are 62 plus yeah. homeowners, when I compare that to all of the 401k money combined in our country, right. you know, that's somewhere around 7 to $8 trillion. And I've yeah. never talked to one client so far that has told me they invest in a 401k with the expectation they're not going to use it someday. Of course they're going to use of it. Course of right. course they are. Not only are they going to use it, they have to use it. Yes. Right? The government requires you to pull the money out. There is right. this thing called required minimum distributions or RMDs where you have to pull the money out because why? You haven't paid taxes on a lot of that money and therefore the government wants their taxes back. So to your point, the stock market has done very well right over an extended period of time eight plus percent annualized return over a historical period is fantastic however you know what we're seeing with uh longevity and people living uh, much longer than expected people haven't planned for a 30-year retirement mm -hmm. and the old four percent distribution rate that was uh, thought to be a safe withdrawal rate is no longer a safe withdrawal rate so now the data coming out is saying somewhere around 3% is a safer withdrawal rate. But I think pulling back again one second, when you think about your portfolio and you think about your assets under management, your 401k or your IRA and your uh, additional assets, stocks and bonds, then you've got your home equity over here, which is an illiquid asset. The idea of utilizing them together mm -hmm. as an orchestrated strategy, right? So yes, utilize your portfolio but it's very risky to utilize your portfolio in retirement in a down market right because what happens effectively again if you were to have pulled money out of the market in march of 2020 mm -hmm. right you would have locked in those losses it's called sequence of returns risk is the technical term but as you pull money out of the market you lock in the loss and you never get it back as you relate it to real estate Right? right. Think about having sold a house three years ago. Right. And the home value has gone up by 30% or more. You're never going to get that 30%. Somebody else is. Right. Same thing when you're spending money in retirement out of a portfolio, mm -hmm. 
you're locking in those losses and you'll never get that money back. So the idea of utilizing some of your home equity strategically in conjunction with your portfolio will improve your portfolio performance over time, avoid sequence of returns risk, and effectively, you'll have more money to spend in retirement. Right. So there you go. So how does somebody get more listings in a seller's market using a reverse mortgage strategy. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. So what's the average sales price, would you say, you know, for most of uh, most of your clients? Six, seven hundred thousand these yeah, days? Seven hundred and fifty is where seven fifty. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's take an average uh, home value of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And and we see with a lot of older clients or senior clients that they still have a mortgage, believe it or not. Well, it may not be a large mortgage, but let's just say it's a $150,000 mortgage balance right. on a $750,000 home. So you've got a client here with a $750,000 house still servicing a mortgage of $150,000. That's your typical older client, right? In a lot of cases, that home might have some deferred maintenance. It might be multiple stories, right? You might have a basement or you might have a second story. The idea being that that home may not be age appropriate for them to right. stay in for the rest of their lives. But they think they're stuck. They right. think they're stuck because they can't afford to qualify for a mortgage, right? right? They come to you and say, I want a cash out refinance or I want a home equity line of credit. And they can't because generally speaking, they're on a fixed income. And based on their fixed income, they can't qualify for any more. So they've got the $600,000 of untapped equity in their current home. And they're in a home that needs work and is inappropriate for aging in place. But they don't know, and we need your help to educate them on this strategy. And what we're getting at is to say, okay, help them to see the fact that you've got $600,000 of equity and you're in a home that may not be appropriate. If you sell that home for $750,000, you pay off the mortgage with realtor fees and whatnot, you're talking about walking away with, let's say $550,000, right? Can they go out and buy a $550,000 house for cash? They could, but it might be downgrading. Might be downgrading. So, right. so could they buy a $650,000 house that might be, you know, okay or, or something that they might right. be happy with? And I can tell you, there are plenty of 55 plus communities right now that are building age appropriate homes anywhere from $550,000 to $800,000. So let's just take the same client living in a single family home and they walk away with $550,000 of equity. And they still can't necessarily qualify for a mortgage, <laughs> nor should they, right? But here's where the reverse comes into play. First of all, you've just created a listing opportunity for that client on a $750,000 listing but you've got that $550,000 of equity that they have to work with. So the reverse mortgage big picture is such that on average, a client can buy a home with about a 50% down payment and finance 50% via the home equity conversion mortgage. So for round numbers, let's say they go out and buy a $600,000 home now. Okay. So now that you find them a $600,000 home, and they put $300,000 as a down payment, right? So they put 50% down, roughly speaking, depending on their age, $300,000 down, and they finance $300,000 utilizing the home equity conversion mortgage. But they sold and they walked away with 550. 
So now they're only putting $300,000 down. They're in a more age appropriate home and they have 200 to 250 cash on hand to live off of. They finance 300 that doesn't require mortgage payments for the rest of their life. So not only is there a listing opportunity, there's a buyer opportunity. Mm -hmm. The buyer is in a more age appropriate home. They have no more mortgage payments when they right. were servicing a mortgage and they've got a quarter million dollars of cash on hand to live off of the rest of their life. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Right? I mean, right. there is nothing there right. that is tricky. I mean, really, it's that simple. The hardest thing I think, and you can speak to this maybe, is the creativity around timing. Mm -hmm. Because we all know that as inventory is tight, and as it's extremely competitive out there making offers, how do we get that client to buy and sell, yeah. right, in this kind of a market? So let's dive into that, because you were just talking about the fact that more age-appropriate or more 55 and, and older communities are being mm -hmm. built, That's right? right? That's so right. what if I lock in that future new build at that price? And I start thinking about this, and I'm like, okay, what would it be like to be 60 years old, to have another $250,000 $250, in my savings account tax-free, right? Because it was the equity from the primary home. Do I pay taxes on that? It's, it's a great question. And, and it does come down to a, a different rule of the IRS code. A lot of people know about Based Section 1031 for an investment property, but this has to do with Section 121 of the IRS code from a primary residence, typically, right. where a married couple... Uh, the first $500,000 of gain is tax-free above their cost basis. Okay. So on that $750,000 home sale example, it really does depend on what their original purchase price was and any capital improvements over time. Right. But the idea being that if they paid $250,000 for that house or more and sold it for $750,000 and it's a married couple, all of that money that they walked away with should be tax-free. Okay. So they put that money in their savings account, tax-free, $250,000. Got to be a huge plus to somebody who's 55, 60, 65 is where I'm really thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not working anymore. Yep. I just got a bonus that will last me years and years. I moved into a home with more of a community of like-aged people, right. right? More of an appropriate home. Uh, and... In best of, I don't now, because you're talking about the fact that they're suggesting that you withdraw 3%, which I think is crazy. Right. They're saying you can withdraw 3%, but now that 3% doesn't have to be applied towards a mortgage payment. Because that was the thing. People were drawing from their retirement funds, right. and, and whether the stock market was going up or down, pulling out of that and paying off a debt that they can't access the equity in. That's right. Right. Yeah. So the, the danger is there is as people are in retirement and pulling money from a portfolio account or retirement account, potentially paying taxes on that money. Right. Right. And transferring it from a taxable liquid account back to home equity, which is illiquid. Yeah. And this strategy, again, we talked about in this case, borrowing $300,000 with a home equity conversion mortgage. I skipped over the fact that, again, this particular client who may be on a fixed income doesn't necessarily have as large of a concern about qualifying because again, that $300,000 home equity conversion mortgage doesn't require monthly payments. There's no debt to income ratio we're looking at, right? right? So there's no repayment schedule we're looking at. 
What the requirements really are, are that they have the ability to repay for the property taxes right. and homeowners insurance and any HOA dues if they have any HOA dues on the property. So it's a lot easier to qualify for these types of mortgages. Um, and the other thing that you mentioned is we, uh, as I talked about the 55 plus communities where builders are, are really starting to build more and more of these. And we've got up in, in Boulder area, there's a few in Erie, there's a few in Broomfield that are popping up where I will tell you, again, timing wise, um, builders love this program because if you can lock in as a buyer, right, this purchase contract now, you've got that potentially solidified. Now, I will also tell you builders are uncertain about sales prices because of cost of lumber and cost of construction. A lot of times that's a little bit of a floating concern. But in general, if you can lock that in, then you can time the listing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really important piece of this with tight inventory um, and the timing of buying and selling. But it's it's a strategy, I think, that a lot more people need to understand, certainly. And those new builds, too, here's a point that I remember you saying a while ago, is that you can actually have all the upgrades that you want to create the kind of lifestyle that you want in that forever home, but you're only paying half of it, right? I mean, exactly. if you're, you're getting a reverse mortgage for, so there's, I want to end with, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to end on a negative note, but I do want to end with the cautious note that says a lot of people still have kind of this fear of round reverse mortgages. Sure. Talk for a minute about why a real estate agent that might be listening to this or a client should go, okay, let me, let me get past that fear and at least talk to Gabe about it in more detail. But sure. what's that first going in conversation? Yeah, I think it's a great point, and, and we never want to ignore the fact that there has been some negative connotation associated with this program over the years. And, and Now, the program, generally speaking, has been around for over 30 years. President Reagan administration and AARP and HUD came together in 1988 and started the Home Equity Conversion Mortgage Program mm -hmm. to help seniors age in place. Mm -hmm. But over the years, there's been a lot of changes to the program. And most recently in 2014 and 2016, there have been significant changes that have made the program much safer. And so when I sit down with a client for the first time or a realtor the first time, and I ask them the question, what do you know about reverse mortgages? Right. And I, I literally had this conversation with a potential buyer yesterday. And I mm -hmm. said, tell me your thoughts on a reverse mortgage and what you know. And she said, oh, well, my understanding is that the bank just owns the house and they pay you to live there. <laughs> and I even today, yes. that's just wrong. So don't listen to me and think that that's correct. But the idea being, that's not correct. The reverse mortgage is misunderstood. There's just so much bad information out there. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it is there's bad information and then there's old information. So you still own the home, okay? And you can still sell the home at any point in time and you can still pass the home on to your heirs. But I think one of the biggest changes not to get into the weeds was the non-borrowing spouse protection that came about, I think in 2014, now seven plus years ago, that basically allows for a married couple where there is a younger spouse, i.e. someone under the age of 62, who prior to 2014 wasn't protected. So you think about a, a couple where the, let's just say the wife might have been under 62 when they got the reverse mortgage, fast forward and the husband passes away, the wife was getting a letter in the mail saying, your reverse mortgage is now due and payable and you must pay us back within a year. 
That's a terrible letter to receive in the mail. I don't even think there was an apology for having just lost your spouse. You know, so it was a problem. And the reality is that has changed. That was one of the biggest changes that took place in 2014 that now protects younger spouses. So if you are married to someone who is younger, they may not be able to be a borrower on the loan if they're under 62, but they're protected as a non-borrowing spouse, which allows them to stay in the home and not have to make mortgage payments and not have to pay the loan back for as long as they want to continue to live in the house. So again, I think it's just really important that someone sit down with us and really understand what it is and what it isn't because a lot of people have just made up their mind because they've heard stories of what this is and unfortunately it's just bad information. I know I took care of my mom and we put her on a reverse mortgage for the same thing because she uh, income was tight and we wanted to stretch out her retirement assets that we had. And I am a hundred percent believer in the product. And I think education is the first step. Education and the opportunity to educate those that you serve, those clients that are in an, a non-age appropriate house, maybe have a lot of equity, providing uh, inventory for the market right now and moving into that forever home that's perfect for them and adding cash to their savings account. It really does push towards at least having a conversation, I think. You're absolutely right. And I think that's the most important takeaway is that we would love to have the conversation. We'd love to provide the education and we'd love to see if it makes sense. And not always does it make sense, but more times than not, it may. And, and that's, I think, the magic in this is that we have the tools to be able to help clients evaluate in our software and compare what does it look like to do a home equity conversion mortgage? What does it look like to do a traditional mortgage? And, and just provide that consultative approach to help clients understand that they do have options. And we'd love to, to share that. Well, Gabe, thank you so much for driving down here, for joining us, for sharing information about the strategy. I think it's absolutely something that we need to know and educate ourselves on so that when those opportunities arise, we can have the conversation confidently and know who we can refer. So I appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thank yes. you. All right. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thanks. You've been listening to the Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.